First Sip Brewbox is a one-of-a-kind subscription service for craft beer lovers based right here in Pittsburgh. Every month, First Sip will send you a box full of craft beer enthusiast essentials including t-shirts, glassware, and even food. Right now, our friends at First Sip Brewbox have an offer for you. Just sign up for a three-month subscription and get your fourth month free. Just enter the code HOPUSA when you sign up at firstsipbrewbox.com. That's H-O-P-U-S-A at checkout to get your fourth month free at firstsipbrewbox.com. Woe to you, O Earth and Sea. It's the Hop Nation. USA Podcast. Welcome back, Hop Nation. We are live. We are on location. We are here with a very, very special episode. But first, of course, I have to welcome you to the Hop Nation USA podcast. I am Adam, one of your hosts on the knobs, on the ones and twos, the man that makes the magic happen. That is Steve. Steve, welcome back. Hello. I'm still here. That's good, because if you weren't here, we wouldn't be here. The show would not exist. That's right. If you're somehow not listening to something that's <laughs> listenable, what? How does that work? I don't think it does work, like, at all. Yeah. Uh, but yes, we are live and lo- on location, so uh, audio might be a little bit different. I don't think it'll be too different, but if things sound just a little bit off, that's because we are not in Hop Nation Central. Uh, we are actually here in Bellevue, Pennsylvania, at the Lincoln Avenue Brewery. Uh, this is a new up-and-coming brewery that is here in Bellevue. That's one of the neighborhoods here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, of course, our hometown. Uh, so we are here. We're here to talk with the brewer. Grant, welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. Uh, happy to have you here. Uh, this is something that's uh, been a while in the making. We've been uh, talking back and forth for the past month or two. We have been. It's been a little while before we could uh, make this happen. And uh, we do appreciate you taking the time out. Uh, come on the show. Uh, we are here uh, in a brewery that is, and honestly, this is the first time I've ever done this. Uh, this is a brewery that is under construction still. It definitely is. We get to see, you know, behind the curtain a little bit. We get to see the effort that it takes to come and make a new brewery. Yeah, I mean, we've talked to like breweries like Grist House before, and they've been open for a couple years, so we've been able to get that story. We talked to Cobble House way back in episode 17, and mm-hmm. that was within the first couple months of them opening. So this is our first brewery that is yet to open. Right. Uh, so with that trend, I figure by about episode 115, uh, mm-hmm. we'll just be sitting in uh, at a table at a you know, at a brewery somewhere where somebody's going to say, we really need to open our own. <laughs> so, We're just going to keep working our way backwards. Okay, the keep process. working our way back to find somebody <laughs> at, the, at the moment of inception. Right. <laughs> we will be there. <laughs> right on. Well, uh, like we already introduced Grant, but the format of the show doesn't change. We sure. still have three beers tonight, and they're all from Grant, who is the head brewer and owner here at Lincoln Avenue Brewery. And I'm going to turn it over to him, and he's going to introduce the first beer of the evening. All right, right on. So um, before I introduce the first beer, um, also here is my wife. I don't know if she'll talk or not, but my wife, Lisa, is with me, and she's kind of kind of the backbone of, um, you know, why we're doing this uh, in Bellevue right now. So we'll talk a little bit more about that, but the first beer we're going we're gonna to try tonight is a Columbus Smash. So I've done a couple different um, Smash varieties, uh, the Columbus. I did this one for an event, a tasting event that we did in this space about a year ago. So right after the building was purchased, we had nine home brewers from Bellevue 
and uh, everybody did beers and we did some sampling tastings like actually almost right where we're sitting right now is where we had the setup we had about 300 people come through and this was one of the fan favorites that night um, so I continue to brew this one throughout the year uh, as well as a couple other ones so this one is um, it's all two-row malt and Columbus hops so it's very straightforward malt bill very straightforward hops so give it a try see what you think yeah. um this one has definitely this is about a it's a couple months old i brewed this a few months ago so when i taste it i taste a little bit of the hop falling off but but still a pretty uh pretty tasty beer so give it a shot cheers okay. see what you think i mean just looking at it mm -hmm. it's definitely has that ipa look to it it's you know uh, you can tell it's only like a two row right because it's not very dark at all right which is okay yeah no it's good and it like i think that's pretty telling of the recipe right I see, I see it a lot when you want to focus on the hop flavor mm -hmm. you know like grant said it's all two row yep. yeah you don't want to make a crazy malt profile well i mean <laughs> it, it, a spash ipa obviously is a single malt and single hop right uh so it, it is a, a i would say a stripped down recipe mm -hmm. uh it's it's a back to basics yeah um, exactly and this this one came out at um about 6.4 percent about 68 ibus oh okay um, right, right yeah Cool. All right. Well, hey, let's rip into it. Hey. Mm, I like that. Adam seems to be in the realm of for the style. That is correct. <laughs> and that is not a bad thing. Not an, I, not an IPA guy? I am not an IPA yeah. guy. Adam's not an IPA <laughs> guy, Grant. But what Adam will say is he'll say for the style when it does hit all the IPA notes. It That's does. That's fair. And it does. <laughs> uh, so, honestly, that is a bit of a compliment when, when Steve says, I like it. And I yeah. don't jump right in as well. When it comes to the IPAs. When it comes to IPAs. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. But no, it, it has like a real smoothness to it as well. Mm -hmm. And it's just really drinkable. It is. I, I like this. Yeah. Now, I will say it does have a bit of a, I'd say, a hop residue on the back end. You do have a little bit of that, that hoppiness just kind of mm -hmm. sticking around on the tongue. Yeah. Uh, for those of you that like it, that's a good thing. Yes. Uh, so, <laughs> it like, for example, Steve. Steve yeah. is definitely the kind of person that enjoys that sort of thing. So this is uh, in the wheelhouse. Yeah, I enjoy the bitter beers. Uh, just had a little bit of that. We talk about it every now and then, but the burp up. Yeah. Yeah, I get a, yeah. There's a lot of hop on the burp up. I like that. <laughs> well, when we get to the next IPA, it's got a little few more IBUs, so I think it'll be in your wheelhouse. Oh, okay. Good. All right. Good. good, good. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Like I said, this is not a bad beer. It's just sim simply not in in my style uh, catalog. Yeah. Not a bad thing. And no. that's the one thing that's that's great about craft beer is there's so many different styles, there's so many different approaches that you can cover almost everybody's tastes. Exactly. But yeah, no, that's a good point. You know, it, craft beer has, you know, its styles and flavors for everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, and so far, I'm enjoying what Grant has provided for us because it's not like a weak hazy boy IPA. Right. I'm moving I'm moving out of that territory, I think. <laughs> I've been drinking a lot of that Fulton double IPA. Oh yeah, yeah, you're going you're going West Coast. Yeah, and when when somebody says that there's 68 IBUs in something, I want to be able to taste. <laughs> you know, I want to taste some hop flavor. Right. And this definitely has it. So mm. yeah, I'm enjoying that. Good. But uh, for now, I guess we'll move on, and we'll come back to the beer a little bit at the end of the segment. But we're gonna move on, and we're gonna actually learn more about the Lincoln Avenue Brewery. And I think it's even appropriate. It, we usually don't talk about when we're recording episodes. Mm -hmm. But today we're recording it on December 5th, and that's repeal day. 85 years ago today. There you go. Cheers to 80, 85 years. Oh, here, here. Here, yeah. here. I actually did not know that. Yeah. 
Huh. Yeah, it's repeal day today. And I, I think that's only somewhat important because it's a bit related to the story of Lincoln Avenue Brewery and Bellevue itself. Yeah. Because yeah. the end of Prohibition doesn't mean the end of Prohibition <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to let Grant tell us a little bit more about the story and like why a brewery in Bellevue is so special. So uh, up until two and a half years ago, Bellevue was a dry community. So um, about four and a half years ago, there was a referendum on the ballot to, um, to go from dry status to wet. And it was voted down by, by the voters in Bellevue. So it was a referendum on the ballot. Um, <clears throat> we had to wait another two years before it could be put back on the ballot. So leading up to that, that second time that it was on the ballot, um, my wife, Lisa, myself, uh, and a couple other folks in town. So uh, the guy that bought the first liquor license across the street here, Mark Helbling, um, and some other folks uh, were very, very involved. We knocked on a lot of doors, went out and just tried to educate the, the people in Bellevue about the benefits of going from dry to wet. And we actually worked with, um, uh, there were a couple of us that worked with a community development corporation over in Lawrenceville to kind of learn how they approached not having nuisance bars on every corner. That mm -hmm. was the big fear. That was the, the negative energy that was in Bellevue about changing from, from dry to wet was that we were going to have a, a bar on every corner and there were going to be drunk people walking down the middle of Lincoln Avenue. I heard it all. There are going to be people peeing in the middle of Lincoln Avenue. <laughs> we're going to have a strip club on every corner. We're going to be the south side. Um, so we really did our homework and, and really learned what the benefit was and how we could avoid having nuisance bars. So uh, fast forward to after it was um, after it was voted on by the public and we went from dry to wet for the first almost two years. Uh, in fact, a little over two years, only one of the two liquor licenses that we could get in Bellevue was opened. Okay. The second one just opened at Revival, which is a new restaurant down the street. Mm -hmm. It just opened in November. So, uh, yeah, so it, it, it was a long journey and a lot of people involved in it. Um, but through education and, you know, just letting people, you know, people saw that you know, we had some restaurants in Bellevue and they left. Mm -hmm. Vivo, which is down in Swickley, started out right across the street here. Mm -hmm. And he left because he couldn't get a liquor license. Other restaurants were looking to come to Bellevue, but they couldn't get a liquor license. So it just wasn't feasible. I will admit that there has been multiple times where, and and I hate to say it this way, but Bellevue has kind of been a forgotten community in that regard. Yes, uh, it 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 never comes up in terms of Pittsburgh neighborhoods of places to go, uh, in terms of restaurants or or you know storefronts or anything like that. It's simply because. It, from from my perspective, there was never any sort of draw that way. Nothing said, go to Bellevue, and then hey, what else is there? Right, and we're we're starting to see a lot of that. We're starting to see younger families moving into Bellevue. Uh, a lot of houses that were once chopped up into two or three apartments are being converted. They're being flipped back into mm -hmm. single family homes. So mm -hmm. we're seeing a lot more activity in Bellevue right now. And the other nice thing is, and I will admit, I haven't been to Bellevue in quite some time. I came up the hill here and then came onto the main drag and all of a sudden, oh, hey, this is a nice main street. You know, it's kind of got that small town feel to it a little bit. Yeah, it's got it, all the Christmas lights up and everything like that. Right, <laughs> exactly. It just, it, it felt very 
like a like a tight knit community kind of feel to it. And that was just driving down one block on the main street. Yeah, there's been there's been a lot. We've done a lot of um, you know re kind of revitalizing uh, the main the main street. So new sidewalks, new crosswalks, new uh, new lights. Mm-hmm. If you go down four more blocks, you'll see the old the old Lincoln Avenue. Okay. With the uh, you know without the updates Mm -hmm. but even still i mean it's being part of this community and revitalizing things that way you know it's looking nice so yeah yeah, i've I've been in and out a little bit so (laughs) (laughs) uh i speaking of people moving in i know our friend jason sircone yes yeah he's actually just moved into town well moving i don't know if he's here yet or right not, <laughs> he, he's moving into the area so he, he'll, he'll be happy to know he has a brewery to come right. to well, i'm sure we'll see him here <laughs> opening night probably and and if you live in bellevue it's this is one square mile so yeah very very walkable from mm-hmm. pretty much anywhere in the community yeah, right. absolutely yeah so uh, we've talked a little bit of the history on on bellevue itself uh, but i guess we can uh narrow that down a little bit more into into the brewery itself uh and particularly in the the space that we're sitting in right now what will become the lincoln avenue brewery here in a very very short time uh we walked in here and the first thing we noticed was this has a lot of charm uh this place has a just a good vibe to it uh and, it, and there's still a long ways to go before it, before it opens uh, and you know they we still got a lot of work to do. Uh, but what what is the story on, on this space here? What was here before? What was the efforts taken to get in here? Uh, uh, how did we get to this point? Well, so um, last, not not this past summer, the summer before that, um, I, I organized. So Bellevue was celebrating their 150th anniversary. So sesquicentennial. Um, we, um, I, I kind of spearheaded, put together got together some local home brewers and as part of that celebration we closed down a section of the street and i think we had 14 beers on tap okay nice and we did a sampling event so just to kind of get beer out there right so i got some little taster glasses five ounce taster glasses made up i think i got 100 and 180 of them and we charged five bucks and you got to taste each one of the beers okay the oh, best, nice. best deal in town yeah, you right. got to keep the glass <laughs> right. you know we just wanted to get people out we weren't right, trying right. to make money on mm-hmm. it so we had we so we got rid of all the glasses it was 180 or 220 something like that got rid of all the glasses and we ended up using five ounce plastic cups <laughs> so we saw the engagement we saw the people that came from just from other sides of the town you know people said oh i, I heard about it i came from mount lebanon to try mm-hmm. the beers so we knew there was interest we knew there was a market and a need for a brewery in bellevue so fast forward to uh about november of last year um lisa and i were introduced to our partners amy and joel haldeman who live here in bellevue and they bought this building okay so we started talking with them about putting a brewery in this space you know we we had some some conversations we worked out kind of what we wanted the vision to be what we wanted to do with the space next thing you know we signed on the dotted line and we started ripping the crap out of this place (laughs) and i mean we literally you know we had a we had a demolition day it was probably almost exactly a year ago today i think and it was four degrees below zero at 
eight o'clock on a Saturday morning, we had 35 people. No kidding. Pack into this place. I'll, I'll show you guys a video. Um, we had 35 people pack in here and we ripped the shit out of the walls. <laughs> you couldn't see a brick in this place. Yeah. We tore all the plaster out, all the framing that was on these walls. And we loaded up a dumpster out there, four below zero. So we were like, you know, hey, there, there is definitely an interest in this place because mm -hmm. we had all these volunteers. So from that, we kind of built it into, um, you know, just getting the, the community behind the project. And to date, we've logged well in excess of 500 volunteer hours. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, we're approaching, rapidly approaching 600 volunteer hours. And in return for those volunteer hours, people are getting paid in beer. That's, I like that's that. That's a good payment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, you know, it, it, beer's, beer's a big motivator. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, when you, when you match the walkability of this place with um, the folks that live here, mm -hmm. and then you say, hey, I'm going to pay you in beer. So yeah. they're like, hell, I can walk there on a Saturday morning and volunteer three hours. The way we structured it is that anybody who volunteers 12 hours, or I'm sorry, 20 hours, is going to get a stainless steel growler and 18 growler fills nice oh that's fantastic yeah. <laughs> now they're going to get them one a month yeah know, yeah after we open um but you know that that's that's pretty lucrative yeah, yeah I, i'd say for, so for coming in swinging a hammer and and <laughs> yeah. you know where, where do we sign up <laughs> <laughs> online go to our facebook page send us your email address and we'll get you on the list okay there you go yeah and that's Solid. for anybody who's listening really right yeah, yeah. um yeah I, you know what i i really like that too because you're talking about how the community is coming to in and they're showing their interest in this place and i feel like as we're moving towards hyper localization really with breweries mm -hmm. it, every little town and community and pittsburgh has a bunch of them oh yeah <laughs> right. everybody wants a walkable bar not everybody wants to drive all the way down to southern tier or you know or go down to lawrenceville or go to millvale or go to hitchhiker or you right. know like if you just want somewhere you can walk to after work you mm -hmm. know and have a beer or two you want a little brewery in your town like right. that. Right. And not yeah. that those are, you know, those are bad options. No, no. Hitchhiker's not a bad option. No. No, <laughs> no, no definitely not. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I do. I'm Andy, they're not saying your beer's bad. <laughs> Absolutely. Never no, would. No. No. Can't, can't do it. Can't do it. Uh, but no, uh, just like, I know how lazy I am. <laughs> and I have my beer. I, have, I brought my beer in a hitchhiker growler. He sure did. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like I know for personally I'm lazy, so I don't want to go that far for beer all the time. <laughs> so you right. just go a short distance for good beer. Exactly. Right. There's a lot to be said for the walkability of it. And, you know, I think tying the, the volunteer and the community piece back into it. So many people are bought into this space. Mm -hmm. They're going to walk in here with their friends and their family and they're going to say, you know what? I cleaned the plaster off of those bricks. Yeah. I, yeah. I framed that or I built that frame or I hung that that sconce or whatever it yeah, is yeah 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 i did that and they're yeah, gonna tell their that friends too. that's, that's yeah. bragging rights you know i built those steps mm -hmm. so yeah we have a lot of people that are really bought into this space and continue to come back we have people that are well over 20 hours mm -hmm. but they still want to keep coming back right and we're still giving them more growlers <laughs> Probably, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you know but hey, that's awesome. You know, that, that really tells you that people want this place to succeed right. and they want this place here. So, mm -hmm. yeah, yep. that, that's great. Well, I mean, that's why we're here. Right. Well, you know, yeah. we want you to succeed. <laughs> yeah. we, we want more 
we want more breweries towards the west because that's where we live so. right <laughs> yeah uh, right now we have cobble house and abjuration we could use a couple more right in helicon in helicon yeah you can't forget orox either or orox yeah right uh, award-winning beer by the award-winning way award-winning orox <laughs> yep yep <laughs> But yeah, hey, it's more on the free, west side. Freeze a niche. Yeah. Yep, it's, and they do it's, it very well. It's a yes, niche. They do. The the one thing because we uh, we were there a couple episodes ago, and the one thing we can always say about them is it's just good beer. It's not good gluten free beer, right? Yeah, because just, we've we've had bad gluten free beer yeah. before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is such a thing. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but they they do do it well. Yep. Yeah, they absolutely yep. do. So Grant. It, it, seems like you're getting a lot of help and people are coming by and just kind of really investing their time into the brewery has there any been has there been any challenges that stick out to you as like hurdles that have been really big to get over wow how much time do we have <laughs> shows an hour and a half i edit it <laughs> if we get too much i'll make a bonus episode okay <laughs> awesome i gotta be at work by seven tomorrow morning so <laughs> okay that's fair um yeah there you know there's there's been a ton of challenges uh, and, you know, I, I would say that going into this whole process, the one thing that we heard from everybody, the biggest challenge was by far the least challenging, and that was permitting. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the, the TTB uh, brewer's note and, and the um, LCB uh, licensing, I had those in hand in April. Oh, okay. And I started in February. So, you know, 90 days, maybe closer, between 90 and 120 days, it took me to have all the permitting in hand. Nice. We were told, oh, man, it's going to take at least a year Mm -hmm. to get get all the permits. That that was the easiest part. Hmm. Um, You know, really the challenges I think that we've had are – you know, if you look at the space, so I, I kind of told you guys when you came in, this was actually three separate storefronts. So um, getting what the layout was going to look like was really challenging. Um, our architect, uh, who happens to be a very close friend of ours, um, he he spent hours and hours in here just kind of conceptualizing what we could do and how we could do it. That was one of the biggest pieces that we found challenging. And then, um, secondly, was plumbing and electric in a 120-year-old uh, building yeah. Yeah, yeah. is a bear. Uh. It's <laughs> yeah. a bear, let me tell you. And that's one of the reasons why we're, we're three to four months behind where we wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Because plumbers got in here and they're like, yeah, this isn't going to work. We're going to have to do something different. Um, electrician, you know, we're, you can see behind you, we're putting a, a new 400-amp service in here. We weren't anticipating that. Mm-hmm. 400 amps. You know, yeah, money. It's, ex- <laughs> it's expensive to put in. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, some of those things, just the, the joys of an old building were a challenge. Um, as, as far as challenges go, that's, that's about it from a, an overall perspective. The other challenge, I think, is, is really, and, and I think everybody that, that, you know, you guys are home brewers, right? Yep. Right. So I've been a home brewer for 10, 12 years. So scaling things from homebrew to the two barrel system that i'm going to be on mm-hmm. i've spent a lot of time you know working on that mm-hmm. so so those are some of the challenges that you never really think about you know it's 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 different mechanics it's different uh, you know everything's different about it yeah um but you know the benefit of that the upside of that is is working on better equipment 
you know, you know the challenges of home brewing. Oh, yeah. Hey, <laughs> what's the biggest thing every home brewer faces? Temperature control. Yep. Right? Absolutely. It's the yep. biggest challenge. Yeah, I'm you're sweating. no longer working on a turkey burner. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Where you the know, propane tank runs out halfway through the boil. Right, exactly. So, um, yeah, so that, those are some of the things that have been a little bit challenging. Um, but, you know, overall, it's just, it's super exciting. And, you know, we're just so amped up and ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just want to get my equipment in and start brewing. Yeah. Tomorrow. <laughs> it's not happening. <laughs> Look around. Yeah. <laughs> I wish there was a visual because <laughs> you guys wouldn't believe where we're sitting right now. I'd say it is, it, just looking at, at the space that we're in right now, I mean, you can't buy this kind of ambiance. You can't buy this kind of charm. Right. Yeah. I mean, it it's just has to be this old old building feeling. You guys have that just in absolute aces here. I yep. love it. Yeah, this, it's a lot better than somebody who would just throw Edison lights in, you know, an industry public house. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know? Right. This, this is the real, legit, 100-plus old building. It's got original brickwork all through it. The ceiling has that interesting tile to it. Yep. Yeah, it, it has, you can see, even though everything's a work in progress right now, you can see how this is going to be a really nice place to come yep, and have, exactly. a, you know, have a beer at. Or two. Or five. Or, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Well, and, and, you know, there, there's one other real quick thing I'll throw in there because uh, we haven't touched on this yet. But we're also going to have food. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. We're gonna okay. Have, we're going to have uh, a very small menu of really just kick-ass um, sandwiches, salads, everything fresh, as local as we can get. Everything done in-house. That's oh, right awesome. on. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's going to be a really, really quality uh, menu, but very small um, and seasonal. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're gonna have we're gonna have food. Oh, that's cool. awesome! Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know that. That's, yeah, yeah. that's absolute news. That's yeah, awesome. So, so you, the reason I said that is you can come and have a beer or two, and a sandwich. I like it. Yeah, I'm in the Sandos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that sounds like a good Saturday afternoon. I'm yep. We'll get there eventually. Yep. <laughs> uh, but first, we're gonna come back to the Columbus Smash that was brewed by Grant. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah. Well, yeah, because all the all the glasses are empty. Well, yeah. There. I mean, we're coming back to it to talk about it. Right. I mean, there's, I, there's plenty I, left. There, in, there's more. <laughs> there's plenty left in the growler. But I mean, that says it all right there. The fact that all the glasses are empty. Yes. Uh, just through this one segment. Yes. We even my wife's glass is empty. <laughs> Adam, I'll, I'll let you final. Th- thoughts first on it well you know how i'm gonna start it out yeah for the style uh-huh. uh no this is a good beer uh <laughs> they, as we've discussed on this episode on previous episodes uh it'll be on a t-shirt soon i'm sure uh but for the style uh no this is a good beer uh, i could see somebody that appreciates the style of beer is really gonna like it mm-hmm. uh it's a drinker yeah I, I was totally down for it and you know grant's already said that he's gonna continue doing the smash style with other hops mm-hmm. so i'd be interested in trying those as well yeah but i think yeah i think it's a really classic style as well and you have to have that you have to have those classic styles down and i'm i like i already said i'm getting old and i want to go back to classic styles i want (laughs) i want west coast ipas i want (laughs) things like that yep i'm I'm with you yeah all right well we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna come back with segment two another beer and we're gonna learn more about grant as a brewer himself check this out There's a Seattle company called Tavor that enables discovery of new and exciting beers and breweries. Tavor gets the best independent beer from literally around the world. Denmark, New Zealand, Belgium, and of course everywhere in the U.S. 
The app is incredibly simple to use to get some ridiculously good beers delivered right to your door. And right now, anyone who signs up with the code HOPNATION can save $10 off their order of over $25. That's T-A-V-O-U-R dot com. Tavor. Hop Nation, we are back and we are live and on location here at the Lincoln Avenue Brewery here in Bellevue, Pennsylvania. Of course, that is one of the suburbs of beautiful Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for chiming in, Steve. That, that's content you can't get anywhere else, folks. I got your back. <laughs> so we, of course, are here at Lincoln Avenue. We are here with Grant. We are drinking beers. So as is tradition, it's the second segment. It's time for the second beer. So, Grant, we're going to kick it back over to you. Uh, I will have you introduce this baby. What do you got? Right on. So, um, so this one is one of the beers that will be... A staple here. Um, this one is called Bulldog. It's a double IPA loaded with Simcoe, Cascade, a uh, little Centennial, a little uh, Amarillo, um, dry hopped fairly aggressively with Simcoe and Cascade. And you can't go wrong when you dry hop with Simcoe and Cascade. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a West Coast style IPA. Um, this one came in um, 7.1%, um, to 89 IBUs. Um, but you'll, you'll find that it has a really nice multi, uh, multi backbone to it as a typical West coast IPA will. Um, so not quite as, um, as aggressive a hop characteristic as a, a new England IPA, but, um, definitely the IBUs are there, uh, clocking in at about nine eighty nine. So give that one a, give that one a little whiff. You definitely get a little bit of a piney note to it. Oh yeah, for sure. And oh give my! It, give it a little sip. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> oh my for you! Oh boy yeah. for me! <laughs> this is a very smooth, very drinkable. Yes, I will agree, Grant. Adam, Adam doesn't seem to be able to do such as at the moment. <laughs> Adam, so, you still there? I am here. I'm alive. Okay. <laughs> that, so that is, you know, you say it's not that hop aggressive, but I find it. I actually find it a little bit aggressive, so but I like that. Here, here's what I found, because at the first sip I took at, you know, like the first half of the sip, everything seemed fine. You know, it had that, that good maltiness to it, and all of a sudden, the hoppiness just sprung up at you. It just came out of nowhere, like, oh, no, no, this is a double IPA. We're going to punch you in the, fa- <laughs> in the face. I hope you don't mind. <laughs> it really does kind of explode with a bit of pininess, and mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Is, yeah, this is solid. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's why it's called Bulldog. It, it, it bites you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's it, a no-doubter. It, it'll bite you. It's almost like it's got a time delay in it. Like, okay, it's been a second and a half. All right, boom. <laughs> Again, really smooth, too. Like like you said, Adam, it, it it does have that maltiness for you know on the forward, but it's also smooth on the forward. Mm-hmm. And then it just explodes into that piney hopness. And the one thing I, I do like about it is, yes, it has that hoppiness to it, but it... it it doesn't have that residue. Okay. You know, that for for my personal taste, I like it when a beer gets in and gets right back out. Because yep. that means that, you know, if it's a beer that I like, that means I can drink it all over again. Yeah. You know, I'm not connecting the sips together. You know, it's like an individual event, which I know sounds a little snooty. <laughs> Actually sounds a lot of snooty. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> I prefer my beer to have an individual event in tasting. I, well, I can't yeah. walk it back, though. That's the problem. I already said no, it. No, you already said it. It's out there. But you know what? It's okay to be a beer snob. <laughs> That's right. It is quite all right. It's acceptable these days. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'm in on this one, though. I can, I can appreciate it. Sure. Thanks, Grant. I'll, I'll just set that there. <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah, you don't have to drive tonight. You're fine. Exactly. <laughs> 
All right. Well, we're going to kick back into the segment. And uh, segment two, we're going to learn a little bit more about Grant himself as a brewer and his adventures in beer. You already mentioned how you've been homebrewing for about a decade or so. So one one of the first things we kind of like to ask is, what was your first beer? How did you start? Well, so, yeah, so my, my wife is smiling right now. So the, the very, so... Uh, let me let me give you a little bit of background before that i've i've been in the hospitality business i was a chef for many many years uh been in in kind of large corporate management for quite a while um so kind of the foodie in me and uh, you know the love of beer it was just a natural progression to start brewing so i started like 90 percent of people do um i went out and i bought a kit i bought a five gallon kit Mm-hmm. And I didn't have a choice in it. She made me buy a stout, just an Irish stout. And I came home with a can of, um, you know, malt extract and about a half a pound of roasted barley and, you know, a couple little specialty grains to make it dark. And I, I was so meticulous. I was <laughs> sanitizing the floor in the kitchen you know, before, because I heard all everything I <laughs> Right, right. Oh, yeah. Clean. Right. If so, you're coming from a chef perspective, yeah, then yeah. sanitize really means sanitize. <laughs> exactly. So I made, you know, I, I dumped this thick syrup into the pot and I made this stout. And, and it turned out really, really, really nice. It was mm-hmm. a really good solid beer. But then just, uh, you know, the chef in me, the foodie in me, my curiosity peaked. So I started to really dig in and do some research. And probably within, yeah, it was probably two or three kits that I made. Mm -hmm. And I just, I'm not one to like dip my toe in the water. (laughs) I just dove in. Like I started using like buying shit on Amazon and going out to country wines and buying kettles (laughs) and sacks of grain and a mill and, and I'm buying all this stuff. Then I got Beersmith and I started writing my own recipes and I just like dove in from there. So it was just a, it was a very rapid progression from doing kit beers Mm -hmm. to designing all grain and designing my own recipes and just going from there. And it progressed very rapidly. (laughs) I think I bottled maybe five batches and then I'm like, screw this, I'm kegging. (laughs) (laughs) And I took our old refrigerator, I punched three holes in it and and put three taps in it. And you know, it just went from there. Yeah. Yeah. And it got to the point where my kegerator, my, my refrigerator died. The the one I had the, the taps in and our refrigerator we had just gotten a new refrigerator upstairs so i called best buy and i bought a 600 hundred dollar refrigerator had him deliver it before the guy was pulling away i'm drilling holes in the side <laughs> to put my taps back in so yeah i mean I, I i caught the fever and i just ran with it that's fantastic awesome. <laughs> yeah yeah so i guess the the next question on on that route is uh, we've talked about the beer but then we got to get into the brewery was was there any any particular tipping point uh where you said i have to become a professional brewer like this is this is what i want to do this is what i need to do was there any any particular moment um yeah i mean it, it's it's something that we had always kind of talked about as a possibility but i think just the sequence events of events of you know connecting with the people that bought this building which are now our partners um i think that 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 really was the point where we said, hey, this really could become a reality. So we've talked about it many times and, you know, hey, what if we did this and did that? But then it really came to fruition where we had a space that we could really do this. (laughs) So we both work full-time jobs. 
and you know this eventually hopefully i'm just going to retire and do this this is what i want to do yeah i like it um yeah yeah that's so that's hopefully the future um but right now just trying to get it up off the ground and that's something that uh, talking with with other uh, other folks that are starting their own breweries it seems like it's they they almost take on a second life uh, right. they've, they've got their everyday job they got their nine to five and then they come to the brewery and, and then they start all over again yeah and i think grant is the first one though that started his life as a chef true the, the majority of the people we interview they start as engineers you are yeah <laughs> right you're right yeah grist yeah. house has a couple engineers yep Rocks has engineers yeah cobble house engineer mm-hmm. they all had their engineer life and then <laughs> <laughs> and then became you know <laughs> one of the things that i noticed with grant's beer is that it, you can tell that he's a cook okay i can taste the different flavors chef Sorry. Chef. Chef. That's very important. Chef. One goes to school. I can taste that in his beer. It makes it different than the other ones. It's very well balanced, okay. I feel. Yeah, I can totally agree that, yeah, the first two beers we've had so far are definitely well balanced. Mm-hmm. And I guess I wanted to ask, now that you said that you're, you, know, you have that chef background, did you find that that really helped you, you know, in coming up with your beer recipes and making flavors work? Most definitely. Um, so... You know, I, people ask me about brewing all the time, and anybody who brews will tell you. So you guys homebrew, it's science. Yep, mm-hmm. it's science and it's chemistry. Right. Um, cooking, but so so it's science and it's chemistry, but it's also art. And cooking is is also science, chemistry, and art. They go hand in hand. Right. So you learn what flavors go with what. Mm-hmm. Right. So you're not going to put jasmine in a stout you can put it into a uh, into a wheat beer i mean i might but i'm not yeah. great so yeah. but, but you can you can put something like that or lavender or something like that into a wheat beer something nice and light you're not going to put it into a real heavy porter or a stout mm-hmm. you know you learn what what flavors complement each other and i think a lot of that i bring from the food background yeah yeah i mean i think that's why like engineers so easily transition because it's all science and chemistry so it's a lot of numbers and a lot of that Mm -hmm. but like with being a chef you go to school and you learn both the arty side of things which is usually where i come from of just like i want marshmallow and (laughs) crazy flavors (laughs) and things like that but also you learn the science of you can't always have marshmallow and everything (laughs) well technically you you can yeah (laughs) Don't tell me what I can't have. (laughs) Yeah, I might just make a brewery not just to have marshmallow beers. Just every single one on tap. Different variety of marshmallow beer. That's beautiful. Decadent might want to have a word with you about that one. (laughs) I'll fight him in the parking lot. I don't mind. So as you've been brewing, you mentioned what your first style was. Has anything come out as your favorite style? You're drinking it. Okay. Double IPAs. (laughs) West Coast. Yeah. You know, I'm a... I, I love West Coast IPAs. Um, Lisa and I have been out to San Diego for Beer Week um, a couple times. And, and let me tell you, put it on your bucket list. It's the first week in November every year. Not to mention great beer, but you're in freaking San Diego. So, yeah, in November. Right. Checking um, a lot of boxes. Yeah. But, um, you know, you get out there and, you know, Stone is out there. And there, there's just so many great great breweries out there and the west coast style ipas are hands down one of my favorite styles 
Hey, I'll, I'll agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that that brings a, a another question to mind. Uh, with with the brewery itself, is there any particular direction you want to take the brewery in terms of styles? Uh, besides, obviously, just well crafted beers, but. Because uh, I know there's some breweries in Pittsburgh that kind of have a niche. They kind of have a direction they're going. Is there anything in mind for Lincoln Avenue or just good beers? So I guess the best way, and I, I've been asked this question a bunch of times. Um, I would say that there is, uh, I would definitely not be a uh, a place where there's a lot of one style of beer. Thank God. There's <laughs> there, there's going to be there's going to be a wide variety. So um, you know, I, I definitely will have a couple IPAs, but there will be a couple loggers and and porters and stouts and right. and lions Good. and tigers and bears. Oh my, um, there will be a lot of variety. So you know, I do some uh, I do a really nice black IPA, um, rye IPA. Um, you know, lots of different pale ales, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. red ales, brown ales, shit brown. Um, shit brown yeah, <laughs> yeah. One one of my buddies that I've been brewing with for a long time, we 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 missed a couple ingredients on a beer that we were going to make one time, and we're like, screw it, let's go down in the basement. You know, we always brew at my house, and like rummaging through the the grain sacks and seeing what we have. And we just came up with a beer and we like throw this in, throw that in. We wrote it all down and it was, we called it shit brown because we just <laughs> used shit that was laying around and it was a brown beer and it turned out it turned out to be an amazing beer. That's fantastic. Yeah, it was one of the best brown ales that, you know, that I've had in a long time. Well, since you wrote everything down, any chance of that uh, coming to the brewery? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. I, <laughs> I might need to come up with a different name than shit brown, or at least at least maybe use a couple of those little asterisks oh, yeah. and ampersand and stuff, you know. You probably don't have to change it until you bottle it, and that's right. all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, we we are going to be relatively family-friendly in here, so... Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know that I want shit, Brian, but, you know, hey, we'll, we'll figure out a good name for it. <laughs> That's the behind-the-bar name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. So yeah. I, I, I appreciate that you're, you're bringing that approach uh, to the brewery because I, there have been times where I've gone to breweries or taken people to breweries, uh, and they don't like a particular style or, you know, they only like one style of beer, two styles of beer. Right. And, and you go there, and there's nothing for them or nothing for me, and then it kind of becomes it, – it loses its luster. Right. Uh, because, you know, going to a brewery is supposed to be a good time. You're supposed to be able to find something and enjoy it. But if there's a, a style that they concentrate on and that's not something you enjoy, what's the point? Yeah, I agree. You got you to gotta keep a, a, a wide variety. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have 12 taps here. So um, we'll have plenty of room to to add different styles. Good. So I, I'll, I'll tell you that there will probably be six or seven just core beers. Mm-hmm. And then just a rotation of, of other styles, in and out, seasonal, et cetera. Nice. Exciting. It is. <laughs> yeah. That sounds good. <laughs> uh, so any, any thought of what will be on tap when the brewery opens? Uh, is there any plan of attack there? So as you can see from the fermenter that's sitting up there, um, I'm going to be brewing on a two-barrel system. When I, when I sit down and I, I put a little bit of thought into this, uh, the reality is, is that we probably will not open with all 12 taps filled. Mm-hmm. My goal is to open probably with eight taps. Six of those will probably be core beers. So the Bulldog, the double IPA we're drinking right now, that will definitely be on there. Uh, there will be a Smash IPA. There will be a New England IPA. Um, those are styles that are very popular. People right. come mm-hmm. in. People always are looking for 
a New England IPA. Yeah. That's just the nature of the beast. That's yep. where we are in the in the craft beer scene right now. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> well, and, and it's not a bad I mean, thing. Yeah, they're not they're not the worst. I mean, just... <laughs> it, it's not a bad thing, and that's that's kind of an expanding style right now. Um, there will be. Um, uh, uh, some sort of a a lager, you know, not necessarily. Well, Oktoberfest is a seasonal beer. There will be a lager, pilsner, some something of that genre mm-hmm. in the core style. Uh, there will be a uh, a brown ale, maybe shit brown. You never know. <laughs> um, a stout. Um, I do a, a kind of a wide variety of different stouts. I was going to bring a chocolate stout tonight, but I I didn't. But All right, we'll, yeah, that's anyhow, we'll just have to yeah, come back and try it. Come back and try it. But yeah, figure it out. I, you know, I do. I do a bunch of different types of stouts. Um, you know, a nice. porter maybe. Um, but yeah, so there will be a. a, a kind of a variety i haven't nailed down exactly what all of the core beers are going to be yet because okay. i have i have probably a dozen that i could put on the core list but i don't want to i don't want to create a dozen core beers right right you know? And you know what that might be something you figure out after you open exactly where you know is like it's, people will tell you what their favorites are mm-hmm. right. and then something that you didn't think was a core eh, well hey yeah. i'm gonna keep brewing this because i can't <laughs> keep it exactly exactly and and you know just just talking about the styles i'm gonna jump kind of kind of down into to something else here um you know something that we're pretty excited about here and you know we talked in the first segment about community right mm-hmm. and how the community's kind of bought into what we're doing here i also touched on in the first segment about the beer event that we did and the the home brewers that brought stuff and we sampled stuff we're going to have at least one, maybe two taps that are just going to be community collection beers. Hmm. Okay. So, so we're going to have opportunity uh, with some of the local home brewers to come in and sit down with me and scale up a recipe from something that they do at home. Yeah. Scale it up into a two barrel, um, to a two barrel batch. That's awesome. Brew it with me, ferment it, put it on tap with their name on it. Well, you just earned yourself an episode of Yin's Blurring. Found on uh, MCA TV. <laughs> yeah, we'll be we'll be back with uh, yeah. with TV cameras. We, we yeah. do a, so we do a home brewing TV show, so we'll oh, come nice. back for that as well. Nice. Yeah. So it's it's just kind of a cool thing that we you know we originally talked about early on in the process of how do we how do we make it to where other people have the ability to participate in it yeah. as well. Because mm-hmm. uh, five years ago, as a home brewer. And, and and she even said this, um, that she would have bought something like that for me for Christmas if that was, you know, yeah, if that was yeah, a possibility, yeah, yeah. you know, to go in and, and do something like that in another brewery. That would have been something I would have done years ago. Right. So pretty pretty awesome opportunity, I think. Uh, we're, we're still trying to work out the, the particulars of it, mm-hmm. but it's something that we're going to be pretty excited about. And that's going to bring some different styles that aren't, my style, you know, my beers, right, onto those twelve taps. Well, you can add me to the list of people that are excited for that. Right, that on. is a fantastic idea. I right absolutely really love is. that. Uh, yes. Oh yeah. Yes. We'll, oh, oh yeah. we'll totally come in and yeah. brew with you if yeah. you want. We, <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll do an episode. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I just I really like that idea. I because, do too. Because it's not something you see around a lot. Like there is that. Uh, was it the copper kettle or iron kettle? Copper kettle, yeah. yeah. They help, like they help you brew it and everything, but it's not necessarily something that goes on tap. It's not something where you can bring your friends and family in mm-hmm. to be like, "Hey, check this out." You well, know, like I, I know multiple people. That's how they got involved in home brewing, right? Where they they went to copper kettle and they yeah. decided, "Oh, this is a good idea. I'm going to bring this home." Yeah, 
but now like if a community member can come in and just like show everybody what they've done right right yeah, yeah that's it, really cool grant I like yeah that. it's gonna be pretty cool we're we're still working out the particulars of mm-hmm. it but uh definitely gonna be some good opportunity for people to to scale scale stuff up and you know we might not be able to start with it because we got to get open but right as soon as, <laughs> as soon as we possibly can but it's really still, yeah it's still a good to goal to right you know ha- like have in mind and like a good way to differentiate yourself from yeah. other breweries because i don't know anybody else that's doing that in the area i don't either yeah we're pretty excited about it awesome all right well i think we've learned a good bit about lincoln ave i'm excited for it to open yeah i am definitely happy with this bulldog uh double ipa i'm telling you what the uh the glasses over here is empty yeah you you drank another one good yeah you. <laughs> <laughs> It, but we we refilled ours. You did, yeah. you did. But that's okay. That's all right. I'm not here to judge. That's a really smooth double IPA. Mm-hmm. I mean, it does have that nice multi backbone, but it explodes into that piney hoppy flavor that like a lot of West Coast IPAs have, and I think that's mostly due to the Simcoe hop. If yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, it's not a flavor I seem to get as often everything seems to be more orange juicy nowadays <laughs> but, but i'm happy when i do get it so. right <laughs> well they had to come back down here and get more get a bit get a real pint yeah <laughs> and then brew our own beer and then put it on <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a plan nice awesome. so what do you say we take a break yes come back with segment three and yes. we'll have a little bit of fun and a third beer from grant here at lincoln avenue brewery i'm digging it we'll be right back hop nation enjoy entertainment have you wasted money or time not knowing what to expect we look no further <laughs> the chewing gum podcast is your answer it's a blasty blast we are the gruesome twosome and Seamus and luke we find the latest entertainment and give you our views and hopefully save you time and money so come listen to the gruesome twosome and chew up recent entertainment uh who's listening to you dummies Girl. <laughs> home nation 88 Lincoln Avenue, Bellevue, we got Beer, we got Steve, we got Grant, we got me. It's episode 88. You know what that means. This is the Lin Swan episode. Oh, you finally figure out your Sporty Man reference. That, well, I was going to go with another one, uh, but I knew there had to be a, a better one than Darius Haywood Bay. Okay. And there is. <laughs> At least one somebody would recognize. <laughs> right. And that, and that is one Lin Swan. Yes. So there you go. We checked that box. Uh, so, of course, uh, it, we've, we're here at Lincoln Avenue Brewery, Bellevue, Pennsylvania. I think it's time we uh, get to our third beer. Uh, and I understand it. This is not an IPA. I understand that by looking at it. but <laughs> Yes. Also, <laughs> but yes. We'll, we'll let Grant give a full yes. introduction. <laughs> <laughs> this is 2018's version of Oktoberfest. And I, I'll tell you real quick what kind of sets this beer apart is um, about a week before I brewed this. I installed a glycol chiller in my basement. Mm. And let me tell you that lagering this beer was so much easier with a glycol <laughs> chiller in my conical, my, uh, my, my 15-gallon conical fermenter in my basement. With a glycol chiller and a, uh, a thermostat control, so much easier to lager this beer. So this one, um, I, I tapped this yesterday, um, about probably about 8 o'clock last night. 
and I was quite pleased with it. So it's a really, really multi, uh, multi Oktoberfest. Uh, lagered for about five weeks. Give it a sip. Tell me what you think. I mean, just looking at it right off the bat, it it's pretty picturesque for it an is. Oktoberfest. Mm-hmm. I think if we if we took the uh, the taster with the uh, the beer in it with the logo here. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that looks nice. That looks right. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's got that nice copper and it's very clean and clear. Mm-hmm. Let's make this happen. Yep, I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. I like that maltiness. I like the flavor of it. Yeah, I'm in. I like it. You good? Oh, I'm good. I'm very good. Well, here, I'll, I'll set this one beside you. <laughs> I see how it is. I see how you're working here. Uh-huh. And thank you. <laughs> now, did you find that it, like the flavor changed a little bit over time, like drinking it? Like, it f- feels like there's a little bit of a like a switch. How so? I don't know. It, like, there's one form of maltiness up front, and then there's a little bit of a different maltiness on the back. It, it does feel like the... It, it, I'm going to go into snooty mode again yeah, here. Please I hope do. you don't mind. Please do. I'm going to switch gears. Better explain whatever I'm mumbling about. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I know what you're talking about, uh, in that it, it starts out fairly light, mm-hmm. uh, but then again, about halfway, two-thirds of the way through, it, it goes into that, that thicker, maltier mouthfeel and yeah. taste. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Again, because it kind of draws you in. Yeah, I, I like it too. It's, I mean, it's it's balanced and it it works. And uh, you know, like you were talking about with uh, the last beer, it does you know, it doesn't linger around right. with the maltiness. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't. It, it's keeping me drawing back in. It's just like I don't know. It's hard for me to really pinpoint <laughs> <laughs> like kind of what's going on with it. I but I do like it. Sometimes a good beer is just a good beer, Steve, and that's okay. No, I have to dissect everything. I have to sound like. <laughs> well, I think I think where you're going is that. Um, so this beer has a really clean finish. It really it re- does. It really doesn't. It doesn't hang around. Say, I'm going to keep hanging around if you got this on tap. I'll, I'll <laughs> tell you right. that. All right. No, it's an Oktoberfest, only seasonal. Yeah. <laughs> Foiled again. Uh-huh. It's December uh-huh. for crying out loud. <laughs> I'm already late. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, that's definitely uh, an Adam style beer, though. Oh, yes. <laughs> I can tell that by drinking it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Steve. It's your turn. All right. Well, it's segment three, and as anybody who listens to the Hop Nation USA regularly, they know segment three is all about just goofing around and being silly and <laughs> not taking anything too seriously at all. <laughs> and that also means we're going to put some brewer, we're going to put a brewer through a game that we've devised, really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm bringing back the dirty anagrammer. Oh, okay. It's been quite a while since we've done the we, dirty. It, it has been a while. Yeah. But for you, Grant, to explain what the Dirty Anagrammer is, I have taken a number of beers and put their name through the Dirty Anagrammer 9000. Patent pending. And taking taking the most perverse, yeah, 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 the most perverse uh, phrase I could come up with from the letters given of the beer. All right. Uh, This week, we're also doing special Christmas beers. So that's the theme to get you on track thinking christmas beers now are these styles or specific oh it's, beers? it's all specific beers specific beers yeah. okay so what what's going to happen is we're going to go back and forth you know between grant and adam mm-hmm. and uh, i'll give you the phrase and then i'll have a few hints for you to think over to help you through if you can't get it right away okay so i'll just leave it up to uh, grant and adam who wants to go first oh guess first of course guess first okay bring it on 
All right, Grant. I'll I'll start you out with a I think might be an easy one. Uh, hopefully, maybe. <laughs> get you're you, you're get not to, selling this very well. Yeah, uh, well, you know, it depends. <laughs> it all really it all depends on what you drink. Fair, so. fair. But again, we are thinking Christmas beers. The anagram though is I mill or nude. I mill or nude or as in O R E. I mill or nude. I mill or nude. Hmm. Well, I guess it's not how I spend my Saturday afternoon. <laughs> Somebody I'm does. Mill or nude. Some minor does probably. <laughs> God, I need to write this down. <laughs> I don't have a pencil or a pen. No, I'm, no, that would be I'm, cheating. I'm lost. <laughs> I mill. M I L. I am so terrible at these kind of games. <laughs> so, so I'll, I'll give you country of origin. The beer is from Belgium. It's from Belgium. From okay. Belgium. Belgian Christmas ale. I'll give you another um, hint. It's similar in color to Nocturnum, but not in taste. Oh, oh, um, oh! It's and it's in a, a kind of a clay-looking bottle. Oh, you're getting there. And it's <laughs> it's um. It has an elephant on the... You're getting there. Oh, oh my God. I, I bought this for my daughter for Christmas last year. Call it's um, Noel. It's got Noel in the name. Um, oh, so no, close. Um, <laughs> it is... Oh, oh, I, I wanted to say like joyous Noel, but it's not. I mill or nude. Um, oh, Jesus. Let, let me know when I can steal. Oh, you can't steal. Oh, he's, no. he's way too close. <laughs> It's it's something Noel. It's, yeah. Oh my God, I'm drawing a blank. I can I can describe the bottle to you. It's a you, you've got it. Bottle. You're right cork. there. Oh. <laughs> you heard the it's one large elephant. <laughs> yeah, you got it all. Oh, all but the name. I got Noel. Um, You're so close, and Adam would get it too easy. I can't let all Adam right, have that's the fair. point. It, I'll give you the point on this one. It is the Delirium Noel. Delirium Noel. You, you got Good the point Lord. to where you knew it was the Noel. Good Lord. <laughs> I, I, like I said, I can picture the bottle. I think, yeah. the, I think the empty bottle is still sitting in my, in my house somewhere. <laughs> it's a nice bottle. It's unusual. It is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Delirium Noel. Yeah. Delirium Noel. Uh, same in color as the Nocturnum, but mm -hmm. obviously spice for holidays. Yep. And you know the next time you see that bottle, I'm gonna, <laughs> that's the only thing you're going to think about. The exactly. next time he sees the bottle, all he's going to think is, I'm Millward nude. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> all right, Adam, are you ready? I don't have a choice, so yes. I know, that's right. <laughs> all right. Scary Hell Ho Jill Slay Tom. <laughs> Scary Hell <laughs> What was that again? Scary Hell Ho Jill Slay Tom. Mm. <laughs> All right, I'm going to need a hint. All right, your first hint is it's made with ginger, honey, and cinnamon spice. Scary Hell Ho Jill Slay Tom made with ginger, honey, and cinnamon spice. My initial thought was, was Fatheads Pit My Slay, but uh -huh. that's not nearly enough letters. Right. So that's not there's right. There's no J in... Right. Oh, no, no. There's all sorts of reasons why it's not the right one. <laughs> um, all right, I'm going to need another hint. It was a once brewed in Pittsburgh. Oh, once brewed in Pittsburgh. Once but, brewed in Pittsburgh. But no longer brewed in Pittsburgh. I didn't say that. Oh, jeez. I just said it was once brewed in Pittsburgh. <laughs> it may still be brewed in Pittsburgh. <laughs> wow. I used, I used to, to do, do drugs. drugs. <laughs> I still do drugs, but I used to. <laughs> ah. Mm. Okay, what was the anagram again? 
Scary Hellho Jill Slay Tom. I got nothing. All right, I need a third hint. All right, your third hint is they moved to Cleveland like a reverse LeBron. <laughs> okay, all right, so it's Fatheads. Mm, okay. I'm going to put a 10 second on I you. I know, I know. I'm going to give it to Grant. I know, and I, I can see it. And I, I, the same thing, same thing. <laughs> <sighs> it's Christmassy. <laughs> uh, time's up. What do you got, Grant? Go for it. Holly Jolly. It is the Holly Jolly Christmas mm, Ale. Okay. <laughs> the Holly Jolly Christmas Ale by Fathead. Yeah. <laughs> but not the Pimp My Sleigh. <laughs> well, what are you going to do? Oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> at, least I, at least I got the brewery right. Yeah, you got the brewery right. You got there. That's a half point. Unfortunately, we're, we're rounding down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> also, always play favor to the guest. <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> All right, Grant. Your next one is Scuba Stool Kink. Scuba stool kink. Yes. Whenever you want a hint, let me know. Oh, please. All right. Your first hint is it's a traditional style with a traditional name. <sighs> Scuba stool kink. Are you ready for your second hint? Oh, most definitely. <laughs> your second hint is this one is still brewed in Pittsburgh. St. Nicholas Bach. Ooh, there you go. Nothing, By the Penn Brewery. Nothing but net. Yeah. Well, I, I did have an assist from my wife because she said, it's from Penn Brewery. <laughs> traditional style, Bach, with a traditional name, St. Nicholas. It's so, not that Santa Claus nonsense. <laughs> so just out of curiosity, what was the third hint? Oh, the third hint was you're not likely to be served in a milk jug, but it's still a fine beer. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> all right, Adam. Okay. Number four. I, I got to redeem myself somehow here. You can try. I got to get on the board at least. Yes. You can try. I don't think you're going to win, but <laughs> at all. <laughs> Welcome to my life. <laughs> all right. Your anagram is Evil Satan Eats Raver Spree. Say that again? Evil Satan Eats Raver Spree. So think of the devil taking MDMA. Evil genius <laughs> Santa, I know him. No. Damn it. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Okay, uh, I need a hint then. Your hint is it's a Belgian-style ale brewed with boysenberries. Okay, what was the anagram again? Evil Satan eats raver spree. Evil Satan eats raver spree. You remember spree? Yeah, the candies? Yeah. Yeah. They weren't great. I would eat them again. I'm just throwing you off track. I know you are. <laughs> All right, I need, I need a second hint here. All right, your second hint is it's coming from Oregon. Oh, that doesn't help. Hey, it could. It's an Oregon beer. Yes. It's a Belgian style. Belgian. Oregon. All right, I need the third hint here. All right. I'm crashing and burning hard. Your third hint is Santa goes rogue after a couple of these. Okay, all right. Well, it's from Rogue. <laughs> but the Rogue Christmas beer. Uh, what is the Rogue Christmas beer? Mm, I think they have a couple, actually. All right, what's the one I'm supposed to get? <laughs> I'm not telling you. Damn it. <laughs> I, can't, I can't steal that one. <laughs> I, I, I give up. The answer was Santa's Private Reserve Ale. Oh, yes. all right. Evil Satan. <laughs> I would have raver spree. I would have never gotten that. No. One. Yeah. yeah, I actually think Rogue has a couple. So, okay. Yeah, I was I was I trying to right. I was trying to take a couple breweries that have more than one, <laughs> making it making it nice and easy. Yes. Well, uh, I I did have a tiebreaker, but Adam did not perform very well. I did not. <laughs> I did not. Oh, come on, we got it. We got to get the tiebreaker in there. Well. I'll give you. I'll give you the tiebreaker. Just kind of first one in. Okay. If you get it, I lead ho. He cry. 
I lead, ho, he cry. Your first clue <laughs> is it's produced in Texas. Ooh. I lead, ho, he cry. Yes. It's produced in Texas. Produced in Texas. What part of Texas? I'm telling you. Damn it. <laughs> Texas. That's not part of the clue. It's not part of the clue. <laughs> All right. Your second clue is, despite being a Christmas beer, it's actually a Dunkelweizen brewed with peaches and pecans. Texas <sighs> beer. Peaches and pecans. I'm drawing dead. Yeah. I got nothing. Coming from a brewery that shares its name with a black eye. Okay. Yeah. It's Shiner. Shiner Bach. Shiner. <laughs> Shiner. I don't know what their Christmas is beer is. I don't either. It is the Shiner Holiday Cheer. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> the answer was Holiday Cheer. <laughs> I really think that's the first time that somebody has heard Holiday Cheer and just went, ah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> ah, nerds. <laughs> oh, man. So yeah. I have been bested? Yes, you've been bested. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Grant 3, Adam half, and maybe not. I got I'm smoked like a ham. <laughs> that's all there is to it. <laughs> I even had a math question, just in case. A just math in, question? Just in case it was needed. I didn't know everybody was going to show up tonight. So. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I would have lost that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Adam. Here, quickly redeem yourself. <laughs> okay. Thirsty Dog has a Christmas ale. It's called 12 Dogs of Christmas. Yeah. If you have a gross of Thirsty Dog, how many dogs do you have? A gross of Thirsty Dogs? You would have 12. A gro- Oh, my God. A gross. Is 144. Yes. Yeah. Times... Well, how many dogs do you have? Well, it's 12 dogs of Christmas. Right. So you have Times that. 144. Oh, I thought it was 12 times 12 to get to the no, 12. So you can have 12, no. you 12 have, dogs of Christmas no, to get have, to the gross. No. You have the gross. I think this is a poorly constructed dogs. question. Yeah. I think we should eliminate it. So it would be 144 <laughs> times 12. Right. That's just gross. Grants on the jazz. You're just having a bad night. I am having a bad day. <laughs> the answer is 1,728 dogs. You can pet them all. <laughs> That's a lot of dogs. And they're all good dogs. Yeah. All right. Well, coming back to the Oktoberfest 2018 version. Yes. Which is probably the only time we'll get this because, <laughs> because it'll be 2019 soon. Hop Nation exclusive. Yes. Exclusive for, <laughs> for us. <laughs> for us, that's it. Nobody else can have this beer. I liked it. I did too. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. liked it. Uh, I would have it again. Yes. I'd like to have it again. I'll probably have it again after the show. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, I'm not always the biggest fan of, you know, lagers and Marzen styles and things like that. But, hey, it drinks smooth enough and it was well balanced. Like, there was nothing that put me off no. from it. So, no. yeah. It's a good drinker. Yeah. Bottom line. Yes. Good for the season. That's good for any season. Yeah, well, for you. You, you <laughs> yeah, love it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me what I can and can't have. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that brings us to the podium. And for you, Grant, uh, we'll save you for last. But every episode, we like to take the three beers that we had. And just for fun, we'll give them a gold, uh, silver, and a medal, uh, bronze medal. Awesome. To just, you know, give them a, a little ranking. Right. Of how we feel about them, but it's all subjective anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Right. <laughs> especially on this week's episode, simply because they were all good beers. Yeah. Um, so, it, for me, personally, it's going to come down to styles. Yeah. Uh, it, same here, so yeah. Right. It's all just going to come down to styles, because they were all good beers. Uh, that's uh, I'm not pulling any any bowl here. That's just a stone cold fact. Uh, it was good beers. Uh, but in the bronze medal position, I think I'm actually going to have to put that Smash IPA. Uh, it's a good beer. I like it. It's a good drinker. However, 
Uh, it didn't. It, it wasn't quite on the same level as that Bulldog, the double IPA. Uh, and I think the reason behind that was it had a little bit more of that maltiness to it that I like. Uh, so in terms of my personal taste, yes, it was it was you know hoppier on the back end. It had that that ticking time bomb aspect to it. Uh, but on the first half, I liked it. Uh, and then it came in and just smash me in the face <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's going in the silver medal position uh but in the gold medal position uh, i gotta put that oktoberfest there i liked it it was very drinkable i'm gonna drink it again uh bottom line that's the gold medal winner awesome for me uh, obviously i'm gonna be different from adam because he hates hoppy beers <laughs> and he has bad taste in beer <laughs> <laughs> uh but no i'm gonna put the oktoberfest in the bronze i you know i enjoyed it well enough uh, it's just not one of my favorite styles. Uh, silver, I'm going to give to the Smash IPA. I, I like those because they're nice, easy drinkers. They're not overly complex, so they're easy to pair with food. They're easy to just take down, and it's also easy to enjoy, just like the singularity of the ingredients. But I am more partial to really complex beers with <laughs> really crazy flavors in them. Um, so I obviously I'm going to give the gold to the double IPA Bulldog. That is such a really well balanced beer, even though that 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 pop of piney <laughs> like just piney hop flavor it, it does come out of nowhere and it is a little bit surprising. But I really like it, but because you don't find that as often nowadays. With everything being citra hopped and quadruple citra hopped, and you know, it, it definitely stands out in my mind from beers I've had in the past like six months. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I really enjoyed that one. But now it's time to turn it over to Grant, and he has to rate his babies. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I I am uh, wow. If I had to, well, I guess I have to, right? So the Smash IPA, I would definitely put in the bronze category. Um, the silver, I would, oh, I hate to do this, but, <laughs> but I, I got to give the gold to the Oktoberfest. Um, I was really happy with how that came out this year, uh, especially since temperature control was just so much easier for this beer with the, um, the addition of the glycol cooler in my homebrew setup. Um, so I'll, I'll have to give the silver to the double IPA this round. If you take the Oktoberfest <laughs> out, I'm going to put the double IPA on top every time. But I was really pleased with the way the Oktoberfest came out this time. I, I think what Grant's saying is he's just really happy with his new toy that he got. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Which, by the way, we will talk, be talking to you about after the show. <laughs> Adam might need to make some additions to his homebrew yes. basement. <laughs> uh, but let's just continue right on with you, Grant, and just give out all the plugs that you want to, like any social media, anything you want to advertise Lincoln Avenue in any way, awesome. just to let people know, like, when, where, how. <laughs> yeah, sure. So, um, so again, you know, just, uh, just want to throw this out there. So my wife, Lisa, and I, uh, our partners are Amy and Joel Haldeman um, that also live in Bellevue. Um, so, you know, we're, we're going through this together. Um, we've put a lot of work into this and we're looking forward to getting it open. Um, you can follow us on Facebook. So we have a Facebook page at LincolnAvenueBrewery.com or I'm sorry, Lincoln Avenue Brewery on Facebook. The website's still under development. 
Um, but Instagram and Facebook, you can find us at Lincoln Avenue Brewery. Um, if anybody out there is interested in volunteering, so we still have, as you can, well, you can't see, but you guys can see <laughs> from looking around, there's still a lot of work that needs to be done. So we are still actively recruiting volunteers. We are paying in beer. Very good payment. Um, if you send us a private message on Facebook with your email address, we'll get you added onto the list. And for the volunteer projects, we're actually sending out emails to people as opposed to putting them on Facebook. So um, send us your email address, uh, we'll get you plugged in and you'll get those emails. And that's about it. Just, you know, just keep an eye on the Facebook page. We're looking at, you know, mid to late February, probably at this point, um, to get the doors open. Honey, anything that you want to add? We're looking forward to seeing everyone. So, yeah, we're definitely looking forward to getting everybody in the door and, you know, come have a beer, come have a sandwich. Uh, we're going to have some food here as well. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're pretty pumped about getting this open. So looking forward to meeting everybody. Right on. Yeah, we're definitely looking forward to coming in ourselves, and uh, we'll definitely be back in February when it's open. Or, right. Yeah. Uh, and I'll be back for more Bulldog, <laughs> and I'll be back looking for stouts, and I'll be back for sandwiches. And <laughs> he may never leave, just so you know. <laughs> if you give a Steve a stout, <laughs> it's a new book coming out. <laughs> All right. Well, if you want to find us on social media, all you have to do is search Hop Nation USA, and that'll get you Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you want to listen to brand new episodes of the Hop Nation USA podcast every Friday, as you should, then just search Hop Nation USA on your favorite podcatcher, like Podbean, Stitcher, Google Music Play, and App Podcast, as, as it is now. But if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review, because we are a six-star show, but they only let us use five. And that's actually how we grow the show by you leaving us good reviews and by telling your friends to listen to the show. So that's about all I have. I want to thank Grant and Lisa for inviting us into their space and telling us all about Lincoln Avenue and sharing this fine beer. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have anything else for episode 88, Adam? Uh, no, the only thing is I can't wait uh, until this place opens up. Uh, my intentions are to be here opening night, mm -hmm. and I think we might have to come back for another episode here. Sure. Well, yeah, once you know we get more beer, and then <laughs> yeah. it'll be open, and maybe we can have some homebrewers. Maybe we can have the homebrew TV show here. A lot of things. Episode 89 will be back, and that'll probably be our Christmas episode, so you can look forward to holiday beers. I don't, I'm maybe, looking forward to it. Maybe even some of the ones that were featured in the anagram. Oh. Or not. I like the, oh. I don't think it is, actually. I was going to say, because <laughs> I, I like most of those beers. Yeah, no, I don't think so. All right. We'll, we'll actually have different beers. That's true. Yeah. See you next week.